carrying out the attack. You're listening to the news on RTHK. Good morning and welcome to Back Chat with James Ockenden and me, Jim Gould. And on this morning's uh, Back Chat, so we're going to be uh, continuing uh, with a COVID theme, and that is the uh, decision that by the authorities that uh, the beaches uh, will be closed and sealed off uh, from today. Uh, and... The, uh, and we're also talking about uh, exercising outdoors in general and the requirement to wear face masks while doing so. Um, and a little bit later in the programme, we'll be uh, interviewing a couple of guests about uh, what type of mask is better to wear uh, if you have to wear it, obviously, uh, outside. Um, we have a couple of guests uh, lined up now at the moment uh, until 9.15 but uh, just before we introduce them a couple of emails from listeners which uh, will set the scene generally of what uh, our listeners uh, tend to be thinking about this decision to seal off the public beaches um, uh, this one from Patrick says uh, uh, other outbreaks of Omicron around the world have seen a very rapid increase in cases, quickly followed by a rapid fall. Hong Kong is likely to see exactly the same regardless of what the government does, uh, though no doubt the government will try to claim credit for the fall. Closing the beaches now will make no material difference, but it will make life in Hong Kong less pleasant and people even more miserable. Uh, and then Phil says, uh, he actually sent this yesterday, but didn't have time to read it, but uh, it's obviously relevant to dis today's discussion, says, uh, I've just read that beaches will be closed uh, from, from Thursday. Uh, this is another ridiculous restriction on persons who wish to get some fresh air. I'm a frequent hiker, and over the last few days, with the arrival of warm weather, it's almost impossible to hike wearing a mask. Carrie Lam and her advisers are completely out of touch with the people they serve. People are now fed up with all these inappropriate restrictions and need to be allowed to get on with life, particularly outdoor activities. OK, uh, talking about outdoor activities, we're joined by Martin Williams, a Hong Kong-based writer, photographer, videographer and conservationist, and also Dr Raymond Yip, a specialist in orthopaedics and uh, traumatology, who's also going to talk about um, the benefits uh, of, uh, of being outside, uh, especially in terms of um, absorbing vitamin D. Um, but perhaps uh, Martin Williams first. Uh, good morning. Morning. So what's your response to this uh, decision to close off the, uh, the 42 public beaches, I think it is? Well, ridiculous is, is, is completely the word, isn't it, really? Especially when you look at, um, you know, earlier on the tapas bars and things that can go on indoors and restricting the beaches based on no scientific evidence. There was a question about it asked yesterday and none, none came up with. So as, as I've just read this morning on, on Twitter, Dr David Owen, I think, it's just performance. It's just showing people something. It's a response to what the little pinky type of uh, person on, on, who, who managed to get something going in, in Shenzhen about this. And so the government just responded. And yeah, it does seem to be a government that doesn't really mix and mingle and go out with Hong Kong people and visit the beaches and do any of these things. It's performance. It's theatre. You're referring to the uh, complaints on social media from people in Shenzhen, right, basically saying... Exactly, exactly that. Apparently that made, made then a headline in the Hong Kong Standard. Next thing you know, the beaches are... Next, next thing you know, the beaches are shut. There was nothing like a scientific article around the world 
And already, and we heard Carrie Lamb say, we don't want people gathering. Well, already there's a two-person um, ban on two-person gathering, so already that's adequate, keeping people distant. I live on Chung Chow, so we've got beaches next to us, and, and, and people are, are already well-spaced out. There's air going, there's people out there swimming, and we're going to hear about vitamin D, exercise. And yet, things have got so miserable that people are leaving Hong Kong in droves. Instead, people should be allowed to be coming back now. The science doesn't doesn't contravene, contradict that. We should be allowed a lot more free flow in and out of Hong Kong. Many things could be changing in, in response to what's happening. An awful lot of people are now going to be immune to COVID and, and are resistant with vaccination as well. Just a counterpoint, Martin. I mean, I was at Big Wave Bay at the weekend and there were lots of groups there, more than, you know, more than two. And very few people were wearing masks. I think uh, me and my wife were wearing masks and we've got the, the mask tan, which is extremely ugly, I have to say. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, but, but, do, but, do you think but, we... But, but there are laws, right, about, about wearing masks outside already. Yeah. So those people are breaking that law. They're breaking the group law. You don't then need to close the beach. Be, be, for what? Because... Yeah. You know, it's it's just not an effect an effective thing. If if you want to do that, then then get the people who are putting tape around beaches, which you can't do really, and 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 get them to enforce those laws. Yeah, yeah. In, I was looking in the US. I mean, the, the coast is so well protected in terms of keeping access to it. It's almost it's not like parkland or any other land. It's a very special thing. Do we have any sort of law in Hong Kong protecting that as a public right? I, I guess we do not. As far as I know, and, and the, 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 these are meant going to be the LCSD beaches, so you should be able to go either side of it yeah. in, in, in a lot of places. And people have done that on Chung Chow when, it, when they were shut before. And it just seemed ridiculous that people were sitting a bit along the beach away from the, the LCSD part. More crowded. But, uh, yeah. but you know, if it's LCSD. They've got lifeguards. Get the lifeguards to go out there and say you're in a group of more than two. Move along, move along now. Yeah. Get get lifeguards onto the beaches early. Now it's early in the swimming season. Get them out there. Get them, you know, those who aren't unemployed. Get the get the red tape. The people with the tape. There's some some other teams that that are doing things. And get things indoors. Where is the ventilation? Where is the filtration for air in care homes? The government has completely dropped the ball on on vaccination in care homes. For, for the elderly, which is a lot why we've got such a problem. You compare New Zealand with a massive surge of Omicron, their death rate is still tight, so small that on a graph against Hong Kong, you cannot see their death rate. Well, ours has reached the highest in the world. Closing beaches, as I say, just, it's just something for show by officials who probably never visited a beach in the last goodness knows how many years. Okay, also with us is uh, Dr. Raymond Yip, uh, specialist in orthopaedics and traumatology. A uh, good morning to you. Now you, you have an interest in the in the in the benefits of uh, being outside and and vitamin D as you know in order to boost immune system and um, and vitamin D uh, could be very useful in um, you know helping to fight off COVID. Can you, can you tell us more about that? Yeah. So um, vitamin D regulates the immune system, mm. and um, vitamin D is made by sunlight. So most people are deficient in vitamin D. They've done surveys in the US, Scientific American published two surveys in 88 and 94, and found that 70% of the US population is D deficient. It's probably similar in Hong Kong. If you're dark-skinned, 
the proportion of being vitamin D deficient is even higher. And vitamin D is very important for immune system health. So things like COVID, flu, other infections, TB, etc., all all the risk will increase if your vitamin D is low. I saw a study in, uh, in, from Israel which said if you were vitamin D deficient, you had a 14 times more chance, uh, a 14 times chance of having a severe or critical COVID rather than a very mild case. Is that a unique study or does that gel no, with what you see? Studies, several studies backing that, several studies looking at very, very many, in fact, several hundred studies looking at right. the effects of vitamin D and, and having COVID. There's several hundred, I'm aware of over 100 studies. And most of them will conclude that vitamin D, the higher vitamin D level is, the less chance of having COVID, having either catching COVID or um, having a severe COVID if you do get COVID. So, so essentially, vitamin D deficiency is we're not going outside enough. Yes. Yeah. So going outside would mean. Um, Midday sun from around 10 to 2 or 10 to 3 p.m. for half an hour a day, and this is wearing sh wearing um, short sleeves, mm -hmm. or maybe around four hours at the weekend. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Short sleeves and also uh, short pants. Yeah, short yeah. pants ideally. Yeah. So, so vitamin D is made by ultraviolet radiation on the skin. Mm. So I, if you strip guess, down to your, your speedos, yes. then you'll, you'll get more. Well, you can do it quicker. Yeah. Yes. Jim's so, looking so, at me so horrified. Much, so many hikers here. <laughs> yeah. Just a, a, a jump is that so many hikers seem to totally unappreciate this. And they, you see a lot who wear sleeve clothing. They wear long trousers. They Even some wear gloves as well as hats. Sometimes yeah. complete face covering. I find it very sad to see this as though the sun... Is, is a horrific thing that's going to age their skin and give them cancer and even hikers sad yeah well uh, but i mean yeah too much sun is not good for you either is it yeah too much yeah. so so there is a there is an awareness for the possibility of skin cancer if you get too much sun yeah so, so it's a bit of a fine balance so it's far easier just to take supplements now nowadays mm. if you they're, really, they're very easily obtainable uh, yeah, uh, Dr. Yip, so if you go outside, uh, if you're out hiking or something like that, and you cover yourself in sunscreen, for instance, is that going to limit uh, the absorption of um, of what you need to produce vitamin D? Yes, yes, it's it's a very effective block. So, how, so, 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 how do you manage that? How do, how do, you, how do you balance that? I mean, do you use a, uh, you know, a lesser strength sunscreen, or, 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 or do you, or do you just put sunscreen on after a certain time, or, or what would your recommendation be? Well, sun, sunscreen on on areas that would normally get sunburned, possibly so, um, neck, face, maybe, mm -hmm. and leave the sunscreen off the arms, mm -hmm. leave the sun because those could easily be covered up. Mm. Are we not getting outdoors enough, Doctor Yip? Is it you said sort of seventy percent of it people seems, might be deficient? Yes, because um, yeah. in, if, if you if you look at um, the history of mankind, up to around a hundred and maybe one hundred and fifty, two hundred years ago, we used to be an most places used to be an agricultural society, and that meant that meant farming the land. Mm. Uh, That's right. our genetic makeup, and now now we have the convenience of electric lighting, 
we don't actually need to go outdoors anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, of course, so, we're an so urban society you look at now. Historical yeah. photos: people used to be far darker skinned than they are now. Right. So, what's going on on Chengchou, Martin? Are you seeing uh, people? Are people getting enough sunlight over there? <laughs> no. O o overall, even a place like Chengchou, yeah. um, pe 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 people are not out. And then okay. let's hike, hike back to beaches. That is a place where people tend to, and for swimming, um, take things off and and you know just 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 wear a swimsuit. But there is that thing now, like from China, that started where people wear those weird balaclava hats and totally cover up. So there is a, a an, an underappreciation. And I and having just heard Doctor Ip, I've decided that that myself, my family hiking. Maybe we'll put the sun cream on a little bit after starting hiking. Not exactly at the start of it, but yeah. um, you know that these things have. But there's also mental health, let, let's say, and, and and COVID is taking a toll on mental health worldwide. And Hong Kong must be extreme for that. The government trying to hermetically seal us, and I don't think the government treats people like uh, the Hong Kong population like human beings, uh, not at all sufficiently. They should recognise that people have 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 things where where they kind of have a need to be out and about. Then we're not just statistics out here and not just achieving things to show officials and please please officials in other places that say look we're doing this in hong kong and never mind whether people people don't like it or not or whether people are too constrained but they really haven't emphasized ventilation and filtration enough for indoor areas and my guests like the, the, the taxi drivers again there's the show the ones doing the ambulance wearing plastic bags across themselves when it when it comes in through more, much more through your mouth and nose mm. get a good mask get a good nk94 and n95 put that on throw away the surgical mask for all hong kong will be much better but the government doesn't advise that ventilate and filtrate the and filter the air for old folks homes for hospitals for places get restaurants doing that i've been writing to the ferry company that serves chung chow about trying to do these things yeah but instead we get we get beaches shut which is going to do nothing that's why ben cowling was kind of um sort of, you know, realise it's going to make a statistical jot of difference that's, that's significant to Hong Kong. But it is a drain on people's mental health and, and, and kids off school at the moment. They make kids go off school and shut playgrounds is absurd. Barbecue pits that have been had pellets welded over the top of them for two years now. Yeah. Campsites shut for two years. These are ridiculous measures that, again, just show things and they're easy to do and they don't harm anybody of the, in the government or their friends, probably, because they don't know about Hong Kongers who actually like to go hiking, camping, swimming, get active and actually build up their immune systems through exercise as well as vitamin D. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, thanks, <laughs> thanks, thanks, Martin. Uh, thanks a lot, uh, thanks, Dr. Martin yeah. Williams. Thanks for joining us on the programme this morning. Uh, Martin Williams, a Hong Kong-based writer, photographer, videographer and conservationist. And thanks very much to uh, Dr. Raymond Yip, uh, specialist in orthopaedics and traumatology. And for the last uh, ten minutes or so of the programme this morning, we're going to be turning our attention uh, to the continuing... Uh, face mask wearing requirement for outdoor exercise. Uh, there are different types of masks that you can wear, of course, and a, a study has just been over, uh, undertaken involving uh, Hong Kong Polytechnic University and the Occupational Safety and Health Council.
And I believe that uh, we now have two guests uh, with us. Uh, we have uh, Dr Shirley Nye, an Associate uh, Professor at the Department of Rehabilitation Sciences from Hong Kong PolyU, and also Dr Winston Young, a Principal Consultant with the Occupational Safety and Health Council. Um, good morning to you both. So um, on this uh, issue of... Uh, the most suitable type of uh, face mask to wear uh, when you're exercising outside. Um, can you uh, just uh, remind us, please, uh, what were your conclusions there? Um, thank you for inviting us to join this interview. So basically, this project aims to investigate how different types of masks may affect the physiological responses of the wearers during the physical uh, demand work, for example, exercises or work in a simulated environment or outdoor. And basically, we, we have done three phases for this study. In the first phase, we compare the different materials, like the uh, Melbourne type of um, face mask and also the nanofiber type of face mask using the high delta P comparison. And because uh, nanofiber, um, they only have the high delta P um, mask available in the market. Can so you just explain, sorry, just explain what delta P actually is, because uh, our listeners may not know. Sure. So actually, uh, delta P is the differential uh, difference, which is measured the pressure drop across a surgical mask material and determines the resistance of a surgical face mask to mm. air flowing through it. So the lower the delta P, um, the more uh, easy the people will breathe with this one. So they feel more comfortable, uh, basically. So uh, we compare the um, different type of the delta P of the mask and then to see how it will uh, affect the, pay, uh, the wearer's um, physiological response. We also compare whether or not the use of the face mask bracket uh, that is placed within the mask, that will also affect the, pay, um, the people's breathing. And we are also testing about whether or not the usual surgical mask that is a flat surface, compare that with a 3D surgical mask, uh, 3D type of mask. Mm. So we compare this kind of work. So basically what we found is that um, when comparing um, the low delta P category versus the high delta P category. If the people wearing the low um, delta P category, they comparatively feel easier to breathe. Um, they feel uh, when when we test about the simulated work in the uh, hot and humid environment, um, in a simulated environment, they could tolerate longer excess duration when they do the manual lifting work. Um, and when we compare about the heart rate recovered, that is returning of the heart rate return to the baseline level, and those people wearing the low level um, of uh, Delta P, comparatively, they have short time to have the heart rate return back to the baseline level. Right. And uh, when we uh, compare those people with wearing the uh, same level of Delta P, that is low Delta P or high Delta P, with or without the mask bracket placed inside the um, the the face mask, it seems like the changes are not significant. Perhaps it's because uh, some participants told us that even we put, they put the uh, face mask bracket inside, they will feel that even though it seems like increasing the distance between the um, face and also the mask, but still uh, it is easy to dislocate for the, uh, move, move around the bracket inside. So that may not fit their face very well and that may feel uncomfortable when they do the work. And uh, when we do the study in the in the, in the field study, uh, come, uh, asking the uh, put, uh, inviting the participant in the um, construction field, uh, gardening and also cleaning work, the workers mentioned that uh, they comparatively feel the 3D type of low delta P moss. They feel easier to breathe and feel better with that one. However, um, what they concern is about the price. So other than the 3D low delta P mask, they feel that um, the uh, surgical mask with the, that is the flat surface to the uh, uh, low delta P mask, they also feel that
comparative data, then those high data be more. So that is basically the findings. Okay, okay. Well, let's uh, ask uh, Dr. Winston Yearn then from the Occupational Safety and Health Council. So, what advice would you give to the public when they're going out uh, to buy a mask if they want to exercise uh, outside? I mean, are, are the types of masks that uh, that uh, Dr. Nye was just describing are they readily available? Yeah. Uh, hello. Good morning. Uh, mm. Thank you for your question. And our Occupational Safety and Health Council would like to suggest the users to pay attention to both filtration efficiency and the breathability when purchasing the mask. Because we found that usually the users will only look for a high protection efficiency, such as whether the mask can meet the American ASTM standard, either on level 2 or level 3. But some users, we, we found that they may feel stuffy or hard to breathe after wearing masks for some time. So that is why we recommend users to purchase high breathability masks with the Delta P value less than three. But and the Delta P is not on, it's not usually marked on, the, on a mask packet, is it? I've never seen that figure on a mask packet, I think. Yeah, uh, uh, yes. Uh, you, we, we, uh, regarding your questions, we, we found that now in the market, most mask packages only displayed the standard and the filtration efficiency. But we found that the value of the differential pressure, that is the delta P, is seldom labeled on the mask package. So that is why we have uh, recommendations to the mask manufacturers. We suggest them to print the information of the delta P value on the package so as to provide useful reference for the public and the employers to select the mask with the high breathability. And also we see that if the manufacturer, they can produce a mask with a low delta P and high breathability, it can also be a selling point for the consumer. So until that information is printed on the, on the packet or the box or something like that, are there any other uh, measures, uh, any other considerations that the consumer uh, could take into account when um, going to buy the right mask? Yes, when they find the right mask, uh, as I mentioned before, uh, they should. Uh, we recommend the users to find a high breathability mask mm. with the delta P value less than three. And another recommendation is that the mask should have a high protection level. Usually, um, for the standard, you will see that we have uh, uh, the mask manufacturer. Usually, they will have the marking. Say, for example. Uh, if they meet the American standard, the ASTM standard. And also, they will also have a marking, say for example, regarding the filtration efficiency. Usually we will look at two figures. The first figure is the bacteria filtration efficiency. And the second figure is the particle filtration efficiency. Say for example, if the mask meet the ASTM level two or level three, that means the particle filtration efficiency and the bacterial filtration efficiency is over 98%. So for the users, they can uh, have a clear understanding if they see uh, the marking on the package, first of all, the standard, and secondly, the filtration efficiency. And the third one is the delta P value. But we find that because now some um, most of the mass manufacturers, they did not have the marking of the Delta P on, the, on their package. So that is why we strongly recommend 
the mass manufacturers to pin the information of the delta p value on the package such that they can uh, provide a useful reference for the public and also the employers to select the mass with a high preferability. But you've, d- you've done all this work now, <coughs> so perhaps uh, will you be releasing the, the Delta P figures for the main masks on, on sale in Hong Kong? Um, y- yes, uh, because uh, usually for the manufacturer, they have the value of the uh, Delta P, because uh, usually they, uh, when they uh, manufacture the mask, they will conduct the testing. And in the testing report, usually they will use an accredited laboratory to conduct the testing of the mask. And in the testing report, usually they can uh, have the delta P value. But what we see is that they seldom uh, marking this uh, delta P value on the package. So that is why we recommend the manufacturers to mark the delta P value on the package. Yeah, Such I'm asking that in, in the meantime, what can consumers do? It doesn't really help that it's not on the packet right now. So where can they find that information you know, right now when they're going out shopping for their, for their weekend uh, hiking or their, or their construction work indeed, which is, I think was the main focus of this, mm-hmm. uh, this study? If the manufacturer has not uh, marked the delta P value, so um, usually um, we need to have, if you want to know the delta P value, we need to see the testing report of the mask. And I find that some manufacturers, they will have the testing report uh, put on their website. So this is also a choice, say, for example, for the consumer, if they uh, purchase the mask, uh, if, the, if they cannot find the delta P value on the mask package, then they can uh, also um, search in the website to see uh, whether the uh, manufacturer has put the testing report. But we see that some manufacturers, they have put the testing report on the website so as to uh, facilitate the consumer to know the value. But what we recommend is that uh, it's better to mark the differential pressure value on the mass package. Then the users can uh, clearly, they can uh, uh, find the the mask, uh, they can see the value and uh, they can choose a mask with the high preferability okay. and also with a high protection level. Okay. Sorry, we'll have to wrap it up there because we're out of time. But uh, thanks very much to both of you for joining us on the programme this morning. Uh, Dr. Winston Young, their Principal Consultant with the Occupational Safety and Health Council. And also Dr. Shirley Nye, Associate Professor at the Department of Rehabilitation Sciences at the Hong Kong Polytechnic University. Thank you both very much. Uh, a few quick uh, emails before we we bring the programme to the close. Uh, this one under the subject line at Beach Ban says, uh, uh, it would be great if you could get the person responsible for this decision to explain it. If science is the criteria, where is it in this decision? There's no account taken of mental health in any of these social distancing measures. We have asked, the benefits from uh, exercising are totally disregarding. That's from Alan. We have asked uh, LCSD to come on the show, I believe, and uh, we, we've got a negative there, so we would love to have that mm. explained. Uh, on, on air. We would. Uh, Chi writes on our Facebook, uh, the government decision to close the beaches is not about the spread of COVID in Hong Kong, but rather to make Hong Kong look better on the mainland, which is diverting many valuable resources to Hong Kong to fight the pandemic. Uh, James says, uh, beach is closed, but where I live, lots of shirtless police, customs officers and firemen jogging. Fresh air is a good thing, not our enemy. Uh, John says, uh, why are safer areas like parks, beaches and outdoor spaces uh, have been closed? Uh, As Professor Cowling stated, uh, the risk outdoors is very, very low. For example, 
uh, on beaches. Uh, beaches are far safer than indoors, therefore please justify why medical expert advice can be ignored. Uh, this from uh, George says, uh, I have a hard time believing the figures presented, talking about the general COVID figures. Uh, it's well known fact that the majority of people out there getting COVID are not reporting their positive status. The government has made the whole process political with constantly moving goalposts and a complete disregard to the actual science associated with this virus. Closing outdoor spaces, i.e. beaches, just continues to prove this is a political move and not based on science. Um, Rick says uh, this is both dangerous and a complete waste of effort. Uh, so he's, he's talking about masking while exercising. The science tells us, I would add, it is highly dangerous, a prime example of an incompetent government. We wasted two years looking after the elderly who refused to vaccinate and who are now paying the price. I'd like to ask the economic price our children will be paying well into the future. And Phil says, uh, closing all gazetted beaches will only move the people onto non-gazetted beaches, thus creating larger gatherings. Uh, and, uh, and that's it. We're out of time. Uh, we've overrun, rather. Uh, thanks very much to all of our guests on the programme this morning. Thanks to everybody who wrote in. Thanks very much to you, James. Thank you, Jim. And Enjoy. just before we... Uh, Go to the new summary in Morning Brew. Uh, the weather, quickly. It'll be mainly cloudy, one or two showers. Uh, the top temperature today, about 27 degrees. The outlook, uh, warm during the day in the next couple of days. Uh, misty tomorrow morning and cloudier early next week. It's currently 24 degrees, humidity 87%. Employers should work out early with employees on work arrangements for typhoons, rainstorms or extreme conditions after super typhoons, such as reporting for duty, release times from work, resumption of work and working from home. When the government announces extreme conditions except for essential staff who have agreed to work, employees should stay in safe places, not go to work right away and listen for government announcements. For details, see the code of practice in times of typhoons and rainstorms from the Labor Department. The new summary with Andrew Shirovsky. The Hong Kong Monetary Authority has followed the U.S. Federal Reserve in raising interest rates, with the SAR's base rate for lending set at 0.75%. The U.S. Central Bank increased rates overnight in an attempt to calm soaring inflation and warned of more rises to come. The government has unveiled a series of reforms to speed up the delivery of land for development. The Development Bureau says it wanted to change laws relating to town planning, reclamation, road and rail works and environmental assessments. However, the CEO of Designing Hong Kong, Paul Zimmerman, says the changes won't save much time as it's the government's internal procedures that take a very, very long time. And the Ukrainian authorities say Russian forces have bombed a theater in the besieged city of Mariupol that was being used by many civilians as a shelter. City officials say the building was deliberately targeted. Those are the headlines. I'll have more on those and other stories at 10 o'clock. It's time right now on Radio 3 to say good morning to Phil Whelan and his guests on The Morning Brew. Hello. Hello. How are you? You're not too bad at all. Good morning. Good morning. New York Scottish. Hello. You never Facebook chat with me? Good morning. He's got the Tom and Jerry type pilots. It's a great experience if you just want to get a little zing. On your radio and live online, this is The Morning Brew. Good morning. Good morning. Would you like to check in, sir? Welcome to Morning Brew. Happy St. Patrick's Day to all of our squillions of Irish listeners. And you, of course. 
I'll tell you what tradition says, that on days like this, we talk to David Costello, the Irish Consul General. But why not? He's the expert, but this time he won't be dressing up as a leprechaun on Facebook Live. Oh yeah, he's done that a few times. But instead, he's going to be releasing his inner DJ on you between 10 and 11. Join David for his Desert Island Irish hits all the way from 10 to 11. I must say, though, there's some interesting different 